Zeitpunkt. Did you see Trump's mugshot? Oh my god, greatest thing to ever hit the fucking end. One of the greatest mugshots you'll ever see in your entire life, Mr. Let's get dressed. <laughs> right, let's get ready. Ready, rock and roll. Episode 5 of the United Way. I'm Al Foran. I'm Damien Broderick. United won on the weekend. We Let's did. talk about it. And people are crying once again. We love it. We're the only team in the world that everybody calls crap. Yeah. But everybody hates when we win anyway. <laughs> Damien, 3 2, United against Forest. Uh, it looked like a bit of a, a panic at the start. Opening four minutes, I thought. <laughs> no, I, thought, I, I yeah, honestly crisis. thought. I thought, what is going on? These guys need to wake up or we're getting hammered. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like The, the goal in, tra- in transition from from our corner, I mean, those, those goals happen every week. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. wan gets caught under the ball. He actually gestures at the sun, I'm assuming, when he goes like this. Yeah. I'm assuming that's why he misses that header. There's a nudge in his back. I think if he's clever, he makes a meal of that and goes down, probably gets yeah. a free kick on the halfway line. Oh, do I think Rashford fouls him much earlier on? Mm-hmm. Does he get sent off? Probably. Yeah. Saw so, Nana getting a lot of grief. People were like, oh, is he stuck to his line? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. What a lot of people don't realise, you actually look at that clip back, he actually backpedals into his box because yeah. he, he knows if he rushes out, there's only one or two things happening. He knocks the ball around them, goes around them. He's left in no man's land. Foul. Or he commits a foul yeah. and he's off. <clears throat> so I think in the grand scheme of things, he probably done the smartest thing, which yeah. was to backpedal. Rashford tried his best yeah. to kind of put him off. But it was a great goal. If you actually look at it, he sits on Anna down. He like slight little backlift on the right yeah. foot. And Anna commits and then he just slots it in. Great yeah. goal. I thought we grew into the game very well. Mm. Yeah, um, we did. I thought we controlled. I, t- I think after that, we just controlled... The, we controlled it for the for the whole game. Um, they kind of they woke up a little bit straight after that, but it was it was weird. I was um I was on my way back from visiting my brother in law's new house on the weekend, and I missed the first two goals. So I missed the first four minutes, and I turned the television on. There's probably some had fans. Baby Chloe in my arms. I was like, <laughs> "What is going on here?" There's probably some fans that weren't even in their seats. Yeah, and no, two 0 down. Two 0 down. Mad. So it was it was madness. Um, but I think as well. You know, Bruno Fernandes just yeah, right on the back of uh, Kevin De Bruyne, um, yeah, on on Sky and Micah Richards, uh, was it a hit piece? Pretty much was on uh, on the Times. Yeah, what, the Times are independent or daily. I don't know what. What, what was what was my? Uh, did you see my tweet about Micah Richards? Why he he relegated? He was a uh, captain of the relegated let me get Aston Villa team in 2016. Let me get this up because <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you what Richards' quote was. But um, while you're while you're well, I'm that quote, I uh, just think Bruno Fernandez is a phenomenal player, and his influence in this Manchester United team is integral. He is the heartbeat of this team. Um, not only that, like his creativity, but his work rate yeah. on Saturday was absolutely phenomenal. If it wasn't for him being on that pitch, we wouldn't have we, no, no chance. Not at all. We wouldn't have done anything, and it's like it's a testament to him. 
So as a player, Richards, and I quote says, "I feel his body language on the pitch is disturbing to the rest of the team. It's not a good look, and it's pathetic at times." So. I then tweeted that Bruno Fernandes, at the age of 28, has more goals and assists, 274, than Michael Richards had senior appearances, 215. <laughs> 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 um, Richard is also uh, retired at 35th and uh, is more known for having a loud laugh than being a prolific footballer. It's more loud, yeah, than having a loud laugh and being kind of a, you know, a counterpart to, to Roy Keane, kind of being the, just him and Roy Keane being this buddy cop duo on Sky Sports that's you know bad cop good cop duo yeah that's what and it is do you I, I remember Michael Richards as a right, right back but I don't remember him like at, like your David's hot take last week I don't remember him having any uh, moments no, do bo- you burst onto the scene apparently the he bur- yeah <laughs> I burst onto the scene I remember I remember Roy Keane's face the many, the many listen I'm the... sure and I'm surprised because I actually I kind of liked him before he uh, decided to go in on Fernandez, and I think, you know, he might have a couple of there's other pundits that go in on players. You know, he might have a couple of them in his ear, because I don't think he was particularly like that. You know, no, like it's it's kind of hard to know. Like you see, I expect like, it from from Graham Sunez and yeah, or Gabby Bonnehor as well. Like that guy just opens his mouth and random stuff uh, falls out. Like uh, Damien. Bonnhorst told to say these things these are not the thoughts of Gabby Bonnhorst yeah. they bring him in like right Gabby we're going to get you to say the most ridiculous thing ever Yeah, we know we know you don't mean it Gabby but it's the engagement that we need on those tweets yeah. we need that dough from Elon I can tell you that much like the, they, put, they put a thing up about Paul Scholes there the other day um Talk, uh, oh, I, for what, what? I think it was about um, transfer fees and how much certain players would be worth now um, and they talked about uh, Gerrard and Lampard being worth over 120 million in today's yeah. market um, and one of them said um, he doesn't reckon skulls would break the 100 million mark in, in today's market and then I always remember that quote isn't it a quote from uh, one of the Milan teams basically said look we offered you know, a blank yeah. check and Skull says if you want me to play for you you need yeah. to buy this club um, so I found that article and tweeted at TalkSport and ironically enough the article was from TalkSport <laughs> <laughs> so I mean no, li- when li- I come up my receipts they come uh, t- TalkSport is kind of hot and cold there's, there's a I, I feel there's a couple of pundits in there that I like listening to. I like I really like Ali McCoist yeah. I, I think he's um He's kind of right down the middle, you know. He he doesn't kind of lean to the extreme like yeah. most of the pundits do. It's in just there. hard because a lot of clickbait going on. It is a lot of clickbait, and like Laura Woods as well. She's gone from there, and she was pretty much the voice of reason. Her, like, her and Ali McCoist were essentially the favourites in there. You've got Alan Brazil. Like Alan Brazil is is he's golden. Uh, Gabby Agbonlahor on as well yeah. to come out with these ridiculous statements, like all the shit about Casemiro. Like you see my tweets there, you know, Gabby Agbonlahor, the all-knowing, uh, wise beyond his years, you know, yeah. League Cup 2010 runner-up. That's what I call them. And I got what? loads of Villa fans on me. Who are you? All you do is stupid voices for a living. Oh, stuff. But like... I always remember that uh, Gary Neville um, analysis of Gabby's uh, first half performance where like, he mentions... He how many touches was it in the first half? T- one or two. Uh, two touches or four touches and two of them were... Uh, 
uh, yeah. kick off. <laughs> yeah, it was single that, digits. Like it yeah. wasn't double digits. It no. was single digits and in, in touches. He, he full on mentions that a couple of the touches are him <laughs> tipping tipping the ball off, like um, which is which is obviously. But but and here's the thing: Talksport have their content for the week because everybody is contesting uh, this Rashford penalty. Which can we like? Right, can we just like nullify this? We're gonna go back Stone, to Saboslai last week. Stone wall penalty, the Rashford the one. penalty, yeah. Penalty every day of the week. The guy tweeted it as well because obviously there's like a fan angle from the back of it, and you can mm. clearly see him being taken out. And you can see that the defender puts his hands up before Rashford hits the ground because he knows there's contact. Yeah, like you don't protest your innocence immediately. Yeah, unless you've done something guilty, <clears throat> and there wasn't a huge protest from the player. If Rashford dived, that player would be gone ballistic. Yeah. And as would the rest of the defence. And there wasn't much of a protest at all. Mm. And it was the same with the sending off. People saying it wasn't a sending off. It was. If he doesn't fail Bruno, Bruno takes that down and slots a home. Without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. If it was any other player, you'd probably question whether it's a goal scoring opportunity or not. Well, aren't they... Forrest are... Um... Apparently, they're yeah. going, they're going yeah. to uh, afford a official yeah. complaint. Yeah, they're going to file a complaint to... to... But did you see, see this this argument? Like Jamie Carragher said it about Van Dyke's one as well, and Shay given like full on the voice of reason there in that thing mm. about Van Dyke sending off, where Carragher says, "Well, it's not a goal scoring opportunity because the foul happens before he gets to the ball." Mm. So if a player is clean through on goal, and you take him out before he gets to the ball, it's not a goal scoring opportunity. Like it makes no sense it at all. Hurt. I think even um, <clears throat> is it was who was it on the panel with them. I don't think it was Andros Townsend might have been. Sorry, but, it was Townsend. Yeah, and he even turns around and goes, look, you can't just, you know, go through players. <laughs> you, you just can't. Yeah. So, I think there's a few decisions that... There's been a lot of red cards. Yeah, I think there's a, there's been a few decisions in um, in the opening couple of weeks now that have been dubious. The Wolves, one, Wolves should have had a penalty. We should have had a penalty last week for yeah. handball. We got a stonewall penalty this week. Mm. The sending off was a sending off. Mm. But then there's uh, Gibbs. Did you think Sabasloy's was a penalty um, against uh, Bournemouth last week? Liverpool at home. Similar enough to the Rashford one. Um, I don't think I've seen the clip. Um, but like, say, like Forest fans are you know getting up in arms about this. But boy, the letter of the law, Gibbs. I should have saw red. Yeah, he's on a yellow card, and then gets fouled. Given the free kick and he gestures for a yellow card while on a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw um Van Dijk was was um giving it the big one to the officials as well after he got sent off. Like you know, where's the consistency in that? Yeah. If they're if they're gonna be strict on you know, back chatting the officials. Uh, it only counts if you have Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez is the only person in the league that's not allowed to talk to referees. It's ridiculous. Boy having, he's a, he's our captain. This boy having a captain's armband. Yeah. Um, so yeah but I think ov- overall I think obviously very bad start to the Forest game grew into the game um, and o- obviously then ev- eventually you know scored the goals that needed to be scored yeah I think we created a lot of chances had a lot of shots on goal mm, yeah we um, did my my biggest fear is even before Take the, the two goals out, out of the equation and even take the, the sending off out of the equation. Mm. It's obviously a little bit easier if you're in, we're now a possession-based team. Yeah. It's what Ten Hag wants. So it's easy to dominate games when they're a man down and your whole game plan is to keep the ball. Yeah. But I do feel what we lack, which is 
what we had under Fergie and what City have under Pep is we do not dominate games. No. Like City completely, like they squeeze you within an inch of your life. They put you up against the wall and they yeah. pound until there's no more give. But the thing is, if they grind out games, City, you know, they, you yes, know, for yes, example, they go down two one up was it with Rodri, yeah, and then it's just pure control from then on. Yeah, it's pure control. You know, they don't give the the opposition team a sniff, and that's what Fergie did. Yeah. You know, if we if we won games by the skin of our teeth we played shite we'd play our best bit of football for you know the last 15 minutes of the game because mm. you know we're, we're controlling the game it's just it's with United it's very unpredictable yeah it's well, very um, unpredictable and, and and look at Newcastle yesterday I, I mean my brother was I was talking to him on the way into recording this podcast this morning and he said if it was 11 v 11 he said Newcastle probably would have won yesterday they would have actually won maybe 2-3-0 mm. comfortably but because the sending off changed the tactics it just changed the whole tactics it changed the whole dynamic of the game for some weird reason and you know Newcastle decided to you know sit back yeah. is that lack of experience with that team I don't know because that team have been putting teams away mm. you know pretty emphatically uh, since last season um, but it is nice kind of I have to say I know it was uh, it was you know I would have rathered the tears of Liverpool fans but those Newcastle fans have been piping up a lot the last I know right? I was months speaking. and I was kind of happy to see them yeah. a little bit quiet for once um, my, my, one of my favourite things on, on Twitter is like anytime a Newcastle fan um, pipe, pipes up uh, a United fan will just send back the Carabao Cup final photo yeah. Um, it's, it's just like just the photo and I, I love it um, and I've seen recently it's like you know, a small villain in a comic book movie this is the thing you took everything from me and I've like seen, the, the, or, sorry a hero you took everything from me and then the villain goes I don't even know who you are that's the whole thing with Newcastle yeah. they feel like they, they're a bigger part of the story yeah I've actually seen lots of um, United fans like <laughs> <laughs> but this whole thing like why are you trying so hard to like get this rivalry they, they embody the spirit of Kevin Keegan yeah um, you know nearly 27 years later they still it's just <laughs> mad it's it's mad like, w- like one good season after an injection of money yeah um, and don't get me wrong they've made brilliant signs we spoke about on a previous episode yeah I think Eddie Howe is a brilliant manager and it's kind of scary that they're doing things in the right way because they could just go out and play FIFA and buy whatever they want. Hundred um, percent. They could have kind of d- taken the the city approach or the Abramovich approach, but yeah. They're, but they're doing it in a very slow, incremental. Like it's very smart and calculated, and it's kind of scary. It is. It's kind of scary because in five, ten <coughs> years' time, they're going to be a force to be reckoned. Oh, with. And it's going to be very, very annoying to listen to those fans. But oh, look, is is what I it think is. it is going to be annoying because. I know we're kind of slagging them a little bit, a little bit, but they are a passionate fan base as well. Yeah, they, like yeah. you know, St James's Park is, you know, you go to that stadium and that's going to be something else on well European meant. night. Do you know what I mean? It really is. It's it's the personification of going to a stadium where yeah. they are the twelfth man. You know, the Champions League nights are going to be something else there. Uh, it, 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 really it will be. Like, it will be. In fairness to them, yeah. I just wish their Twitter fans would just relax a little bit. Just a little. Oh, they went mad at me because I. I think there's something about Tonali a few months ago when he was he he looked so fucking uh, disinterested nah. in being there and I I just tweeted a little fucking laugh, few laughing emojis at a video of it and they went nuts 
they, they took it really, really personally. <laughs> Look, we always, we always just find that so bizarre. Like, yeah, when they take it so so to heart. Um, Liverpool fans are the same. Like, I called Trent like one of, like at at the time I was saying that he was the right midfielder, Trent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think at the time it was during their uh, Asterix COVID season. And obviously he was like, you know, running the show. He was brilliant. You can't take it from him. They were all they were all brilliant. Every single one of their players was brilliant. And I remember saying to Liverpool fan, like, yeah, Trent is probably the best right back in the world right now. But it's pure volume. Mm. And they're like, no, 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 no. And I was like, no, no, no. It's pure volume. If I throw 100 darts at a dartboard, I'm bound to hit the bullseye at least once. Yeah. So if he spams the ball 70 times into the box, one of them is bound to end up in an assist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Peter Crouch has more Premier League assists than Paul Scholes, but I know he would rather him in midfield. Mm. And it's not Peter Crouch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, and Liverpool fans get up in arms and they go for the juggler because I'm criticising Trent. I'm like, well, that goes I've, back to as well what we talked about players in the 90s and the 2000s where influence, you know, mm. was far more important than absolutely G slash A. Yeah, um, what did they call it? Expected gold, expect, expected assists, yeah, and yeah, all, all this that. sort of um, Americanized over statistics. Yeah. View the game from a class in in a classic way, folks. Yeah, just, just <laughs> the way to look at. Yeah, it. just watch the um, game. I just want to. Th- there was a tweet from a um, fellow United fan, Derek Finnegan, and he had mentioned how we played a bit better when Lindelof came on. I saw that, mm. and he is one hundred percent correct. Yeah. Um, really bizarre considering oh, like obviously it's worrying Varane getting injured we're yeah. three weeks in and we have a compiling injury list mm-hmm. um, but I thought Lindelof was brilliant when he came on yeah I thought he was fantastic I thought he was brilliant um, I think he mentioned uh, like a Ronnie Johnson a Ronnie Johnson kind of yeah yeah like a under the radar no frills yeah and they they can also slot into DM kind of area well, that's what I like about Lindelof he oh. um he'd surprise you as well because he has a bit of physicality about him. He has a bit of strength about him. You wouldn't think that. I think he's developed that over the years. I think he lacked it when he first came to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, I don't think he had, there was, there weren't many faults last season as well when he was called upon when Varane got injured. Um, yeah. And, and via game and Martinez and we had to play him and Shaw. So I think having Lindelof there, it's, it's great. And it really goes to show when him and Maguire were there, how much... How much Maguire lets down... How much down Maguire lets his down partner, is, yeah. is uh, centre-back partner. Because yeah. Lindelof looked really vulnerable next to him. And as does Martin, as, Martinez. Yeah. And that's that's the thing with Maguire. Like, um, like obviously, we, we try to give him the benefit of the doubt now. My opinion on this uh, fat weasel has completely changed. <laughs> um, I don't want to see him in a night short ever again. I wouldn't even let him train. What about the booze a few weeks going? Oh, I'd be him now. <laughs> I'd be home now I really would I don't condone it I, but, I, I condone but, it but, I'll, go, I'll, I'll, I'll go outside his gaff and I'll be home <laughs> he's a weasel no weasel um, yeah, Man, I, look he was the club captain at one point now he's holding us for a ransom we can't yeah. sign players because he, won't, he wants a payoff of 20 something million they offered him 12 million quid to piss off and he wants double apparently yeah I double two foot him across the knees he's a I think, weasel I think the the most perfect way to sum up Harry Maguire uh, as a person is that he is probably one of the most deluded footballers you will ever come across in your life. He, yeah, obviously, he thinks that he's well, he's worth that eighty million in his head. He, he obviously, you know, 
He thinks, yeah, 100%. I'm an 80 million pound defender. Um, you spelt one eighty Southgate, though. Fair for yeah. uh, it. Could, it could be, yeah, it could be Southgate kind of propping him up a little bit, playing him constantly um, alongside John Stones, the World Cup campaign. And that's just goes Euros to tell you how campaign. good John Stones is because he makes Maguire look good. John Stones is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal you know defender. But yeah, um, but yeah, we, he's he's deluded and he's um, unprofessional. We've come to find that out the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but we've got four days left of the window, so um, let's see what happens. Apparently, he's from what I hear, he wants a loan move so he can still get his cushy little wages. I, he's interested in that now. I, I point blank wouldn't. I'd let him have his wages. I don't care. Like, you have to pay the guy anyways if yeah. you don't sell him, right? I would, he'd be training on his own and he would get zero game time. I'd let him rot. He's already shy. Imagine, when he's got, imagine how bad he's going to be when he has to see out the rest of his contract without yeah. kicking a ball competitively for two years. Idiot. Why wouldn't, like... Why wouldn't you want to revitalise your career? Everybody in football world thinks you're terrible. And here I go back to him being deluded. Like, he probably thinks... He, yeah, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna be in the reserve. So what? But Southgate's still gonna pick me. He's probably that stupid. He probably thinks that it, it'll he'll still be the case. He'll still get the call up for. I'd say he. England. I'd say he trains all week, and then when the match he comes out, he's full convinced that he's gonna be on it. Yeah. And then it's snapping when he's not. Yeah. I'm full. Yeah, I'd say he just walks around the place like oh, I own this. I'm class. And then you start to think now, Ronaldo. You know, I go back to Ronaldo and his behaviour last year. Yeah, it was absolutely shocking. But Ronaldo did have major issues with Maguire. You think, Jesus, was Ronaldo right in his assessment with that? Yeah. You know, thinking... Like, he he was probably fucking it was probably giving it the big one to Ronaldo in the, in the, in the dressing room as well. Yeah. And Ronaldo... <laughs> and I can't picture that. Rona- just, Ronaldo's moving his Ballon d'Ors to the side just so he can see <laughs> Harry Maguire's big massive head. Sorry, let me just move these out of the way. You big clown. Can't, no, can't stand You're right, Damien. No, can't stand him. I, I, really, I, after the, I, I felt so bad from after the Dublin game, people doing him. I really did. We spoke about it on this. Him, yeah. We spoke about on this and we talked about how he really could revitalise his career. And if you went to like West Ham under Moyes, he could probably become the defender that he is, actually is. Because he's just at, not at United standing. We talked about it and we gave him the benefit of the doubt and we tried to big him up. And then he goes and he's a money hungry weasel. So now he can go fuck himself. Don't, <laughs> um, don't as well, sorry, I just wanted to talk about Anthony. I thought he was a lot better this this weekend as well. Yes, one hundred percent. Nearly, and he nearly got an assist with his right foot. Yeah, and then um, I thought is a Turner in goal for first American guy. Yeah, um, made a smashing save. I thought his handles yes. were a bit ropey. Yeah, uh, dropped a few, but Anthony came in and he was almost had his back to goal. And he whips his left foot right around it. Yeah. It's down top bins and uh, torn it, turns it around the post. Uh, smash and save, but I thought Anthony was brilliant. Yeah, I thought he was a lot better. Um, I, I, um, yeah. I was very annoyed at his, his Puma docuseries that he, it's like a two part. Why do footballers do this, man? I yeah, swear no, to God. Did you not learn from the Pogmentary? Just leave I know, that, I understand that, that it's that co- contractual obligations, but like, Get your agent to make sure that that's not in the contract yeah, when you sign focus it. Focus on your game, especially if you're if you're low in form as well, and you're putting shit out like that. Like people aren't convinced by by that. No. Do you know what I mean? And you get rinsed. And they're saying, but people are saying, oh yeah, but it was probably filmed in the summer. That's fine. 
it was filmed in the summer but why would you release it at the start of the season release it before the season starts or at the very end of it or if at you, the, at the if no you I don't know goal. you don't know it depends on performance but this is what I mean so you should have it in the contract and be like okay if I meet a certain target of goals assists performance did, levels ex, uh, <laughs> if if the sofa score gives me an average of an A for the offer did you watch season, the, the the ad for it no. it's the funniest thing I've ever seen no. there's like a proper like cinematography if you know who Roger Deakins is, he's probably one of the best yeah, cinematographers yeah. in film history. It's a Roger Deakins-esque shot of like a roof, uh, an apartment roof in the favelas. And there's Anthony doing the little spinny thing on top of the roof. <laughs> and it's like the fuck, I'm like, what the fuck is this? this like is someone so just put a, just someone put a, a, like a, a fidget spinner on top of a roof oh, in, in a favela. still called? Which? The, the skill that he does. Oh, I don't think it even has a name because it's not even a skill. <laughs> it's not even a skill. It has no practical, like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, like, did you see? I don't understand why he does that. What is that? Did you see him doing it? Do you remember he done it in like one of the yeah. early games last year and then kicked the ball straight up? Savage play. went mental. I would, if, he, if that was my teammate, I'd tackle him myself. The next time he got the ball, I would tackle him. Robbie Savage was going. Could Robbie you, Savage is a United fan. Yeah. He was going nuts on. Could him. you imagine if he done that in training with Roy Keane around? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? Oh God! If you if you like Sky News the next day, like so, Anthony is out injured for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> but go back to the performance. I thought he was very good. I thought it was good, and, uh, and um, I thought he tried a couple of new things as well. A lot more direct, I felt. Far more direct. Far more direct. He, which he is what you want from your yeah, winger. Yeah, he he got a. I think he probably got a bit of a grilling after the the Spurs game, yeah. definitely. Um, because as well, like he's just the problem with him is he's he's so negative as as a winger. You know the fact that he constantly cuts back and he's mm. so reliant on that left foot and you know. So yeah. I was happy. I, th- I I thought he was very good. His his link up play is phenomenal. Yeah. When he links up and, and what also Wambasaka appreciation for him. Yeah. He's just getting better and better. Yeah. He really is, and like. I know, like the comparisons. Oh yeah, you know, people laughed at us for comparing Wan Bissaka to Trent. They're two completely different players. Yeah. Wan Bissaka is a better defender than Trent Alexander Arnold. Okay, yeah. Liverpool fans, if you're that deluded to think that Trent is better defensively than Wan Bissaka, then I don't know what to say to you. Attacking, fine. Your your right midfielder is is yeah. a better attacker. Trent is a better midfielder than Wan Bissaka is. Exactly, and and Wambasak is Wambasak is improving though going forward. He is getting a little bit better. Yeah, but I still feel that he just resembles like a newborn baby deer. Every time he tries to put one foot in front of the other, it just seems really gangly. And yeah, um, it, it honestly feels like he learned how to walk yesterday. Yeah, and someone said, "Here's football, but it's run." Yeah, um, but he, he is improving. Do do I think that his um, running technique with the ball will ever improve? No. No. That's just how he is as a human being, but I can deal. But he's with... dependable, though. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's the and, thing. And he's he's consistent, um, and he makes few mistakes. In fairness, yeah, he does. Yeah, he made a lot of mistakes his first two seasons with regards to his positioning. Yeah, it was all over the place. And that but that's was coachable. That's coachable, and it was coachable, and it looks like it's been coached. Yeah, exactly. by, by Eric. Um, yeah. So look, three two um, looked like a disaster. Yeah, for those first five minutes, but they completely controlled the game, controlled the tempo of the game. Um, so three points. Three points. We move on. Arsenal next weekend. Hoyland, will he start? Will he be on the bench? Appar- apparently, that's the game that he's that he's because back Anthony for. Marshall's finished. 
Agreed. Agreed. And I actually felt bad for him. Um, oh, and honestly, a friend of yours. Oh yeah, yeah. Our, our, our really good friend, which we shall not name. Uh, like, but. Had a friend of yours tweet me and, and, and uh, say it was embarrassing that I picked up, you know, I focused on Martial's performance when I didn't really. I was talking about Bruno, I was talking about Anthony. And uh, and the guy would actually have to perform for you to pick it out. Yeah. I mean, he was non-existent. He's lost yards of pace. He's ineffective. Yeah. Um, I feel I feel bad for him. Injuries have probably this is yeah, the result yeah. of constant injuries over the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, and someone who had massive, massive potential, massive like potential. His ceiling when he arrived at the club was just, and and I'll, you know I'll forever be grateful for that special moment in his debut. Like that oh, was yeah. that was just beautiful. Yeah, you know, but Skirtle. it's it's unfortunate. Skirtle still has nightmares. It's over. but. But as well, we go back to kind of what you said about Pogba in one of the first episodes. Did he apply himself? No, probably not. Probably applied himself a little bit better than Pogba, but not. Probably wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um. When when I look back at it now in hindsight, I don't. He never looked hungry. Yeah. He never looked hungry to be on the pitch, to be wanting to play. Like he just never looked arsed. Yeah. Ever. When did he get that two hundred and fifty thousand? Under, uh, under Van Gaal I think maybe was it no 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 no. He, he got it a couple of years later but he did, did he get it after or before the season he scored 23 goals in all competitions after I'd, I'd imagine after I'm thinking it was after I don't know I think it was after because then yeah same, seems to be a bit of a pattern doesn't it I think someone pointed out like I'm not Going in on about, people are saying about Rashford yeah, and people are saying about Luke Shaw like I, I like Luke Shaw I do. Yeah. Well, people are pointing out this little pattern pattern of where he gets a contract and then all of a sudden he gets an injury. What's going on with that injury? Why are we looking at a replacement when we have oh, a ready-made and, and a ready-made prospect in Alvaro Fernandez? And the replacements. Oh my God! I saw it this morning being linked with Alonso. We just got rid of a criminal and now they're looking to bring in another one. How old is Alonso? Is like 33, 34? Oh, no idea. And Cucurella as well. And they just like someone shared a, a hilarious clip um, uh, of him. Fell off like, Brentford as well. Um, Rico just just play Fernandez. We, we can have <laughs> we can have two Fernandezes on on the pitch. Rico Rico Henry off Brentford. No, just just play like if you're gonna go into the transfer market, boy Arabat. Don't go boy a left back because it's not needed. The Logan slot in there, Malasia will eventually come back, and then you have Fernandez as well. Malasia. So they, I see. I just really don't understand why yeah. you went to a market for a left back right now. I do not. If if you're going into the market is at all, is there more to this Luke Shaw injury that we don't know about? Don't know, but apparently it's eight months or something. Or eight weeks is eight months. Look at that, eight weeks or something. It's apparently it's lengthy, and that's why they're. But that's not that length of time. You don't you don't go looking for a left back. Eight weeks, especially when you have Malasia there and Dallo can slot in there as well, and then Fernandez and, and and young Fernandez. I don't know. Uh, Amrabat, I don't think it's happening. I don't think it is either. Which, it, like, and, <laughs> from and me the, saying Chiuamani a few weeks ago, but the, 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 the thing is, like, um, I'm not saying that United owe anybody anything. You know it need to get that transfer done. This guy is pulled out of the whole Fiorentina squad. He's yeah. He's not even training with them. He didn't go to the Europa League game, or the qualifying game, or whatever they were playing. He's there. doing what Anthony did last season. Yeah, he's basically turned around to his current club and goes, "Um, in his head, he's like, I'm a United player. I'm not playing for yeah. you anymore." 
um, United need to get that done for their own sake because yeah. he's needed and for this guy's sake. But it depends on the outgoings. So Henderson's gone to Palace. <clears throat> it's looking like they're they're trying. I think they're trying to get a, a couple of these deals over the line. Um, with regards to outgoings, Van de Beek to Sociedad, mm. but apparently, um, I don't Sociedad. There, there was something about Sociedad not having the funds to pay the just the loan percentage of the wages for the for a loan. I don't, I don't know. Some something silly like that. Um, McTominay, did you see that this morning? No. Um, McTominay, oh, to Bayern, to Bayern. I'm telling you part now. Part of a swap deal for Gravenberch. McTominay at Bourne. Oh my days. I'm telling you, he, like in the Bundesliga. He'll prove so many people wrong. I'm yeah. telling you, he will. Absolutely. Um, and also, who's the other out? Oh yeah, our pal, Harry Maguire. Our pal, Harry. Um, but I, I put out a tweet there this, this morning. Um, I'll, I'll ask you the question. What would you rather? Um, Sal Maguire, get the centre back. Or like you have a choice, it's either one or the other, mm-hmm. or sign Amrabat. Amrabat. I think I'd go for that as well because we desperately need that cover. But if if it's not the case and if it's the worst case scenario with the midfield, why not play, you know, McTominay and Casemiro in the side midfield? By side. Side that, by side. That, that's the soap that he made there on, on against yeah. Forest towards the end of the game. But, uh, go back to playing like two well, they tried to play Pogba. Remember Pogba? Yeah, like in a, Pogba and Matic together. Yeah, and like a, that worked when. a pivot. Yeah. A 6-8 pivot. Yeah, the pivot. 6-8 pivot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, if, if McTominay goes out, Amrabat needs to come in. Oh, no, like... They, like, they, there's there's, they, no, there's no option. And like they're saying Moynou, like I, 100% I'd be playing Moynou if he was uh, if he's, fit. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not. He's going to be... He, he's weeks like, out as well, like... Late October, November. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel what we four, a player though. four days left. Oh, my yeah. My new kid, he is a baller. A baller. And I yeah. want to see a lot of him this season when he uh, when he's fully fit. Um, other than that, then, do you want the, the hot take of the week? Do you have you thought of one? Yeah. Oh, because I asked you before. Yeah, yeah. Started it, recording. I was like, "Do you have one?" Yeah, it's the one that, that we we discussed before. Oh, okay. Yeah, you ready? McTominay and Herrera are the same player. If McTominay's name was like what? What did I say? Um, Scotia Mc McTominay. McTominay. <laughs> you know what I mean? People would like be, be speaking very differently about this guy. McTominito. But the thing is, right, United fans, now I liked Herrera, don't get me wrong, I'll always remember him spitting on the City crest walking off the pitch, like I I do like the guy, right? I do as well. But United fans have this weird nostalgia for Ander Herrera, it's really, really weird, despite him. It's like when he came on at TV, no? Yeah, like it's just, even all over Twitter, it's really, really weird. It's a strange one, isn't it? Um, But it's like... Why don't they have the same kind of love for Juan Mata? (sighs) Exactly, but the the thing the thing that kind of annoys me is like what I said, McTominay and Herrera are the same player, mm. but McTominay gets called a passion merchant, and they have this weird nostalgia for Ander Herrera. But Ander Herrera is not better than McTominay; they're the same player. Mm. Like they're both average midfielders that do the exact same thing. They even run the same. They even shoot the same. Mm. Like the only difference is one's from Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think the passion, yeah, the whole passion thing as well. Like they are, they're, they're similar in, in that respect. Um, I think, yeah, the whole nostalgia and the love for Herrera and like, the, you know, despite Herrera, the Herrera withdrawals over the last yeah, couple of but years. But him. Is him like the spitting on the city. Yeah, bad shit. but they completely yeah, forget bad. about him holding out for a contract, and then yeah. you know, like wanting more money, and then. Do you remember his farewell video? Yeah, I thought it was good, though. In fairness. Yeah, no, it was good, and he loved the club. But why isn't there but the same look, energy for Juan Mata? Yeah, but like, if, it really upsets me that Juan Mata never was never in a Man United squad that won the Premier League. Like, it's, it upsets me that he never won a Premier League. He was an unbelievably talented player, an unbelievable professional. Consistently played out position. Yeah, never I mean, winched. Ne- never winched. Never complained. Yeah. One matter, I absolutely just one of my so much one of my all time favorite Premier League players. So good, yeah, yeah, so so good. Always remember that clip of him. It's actually in the Aviva. It's against Sampdoria, um, where that ball is coming from. The is that clouds. in the? That's in the Aviva. Was it? Yeah, against Sampdoria it was. I remember because yeah. I was there. Two two things I remember. Yeah, and from. he t- like and like a magical touch. He literally just like shields the guy. And it just drops dead yeah. on his toe. Because um, I remember, if there's three things I remember from that game, right? One is that matter touch. Yeah. Two, daily blind uh, back pass almost goes in the bottom corner and De Gea has to save yeah. it. They get an indirect free <laughs> kick and we score on the counter. <laughs> and Matic kicks the ball into the crowd, hits a young girl and he runs over and gives her a hug and, <laughs> and, a, and a kiss. Oh, those three three things from that game. That, that was assist for that, small. That I remember. remember and, that assist. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my hot take. Herrera and McTominay are the exact same player and eventually when McTominay goes, I hope you all have the same energy yeah, for, I hope so. for Maxos as you do for uh, Ander Herrera. Because he could ball at Bayern. Honestly. I hope he does. I hope he wins the Champions League with them. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, McTominay. Harry Kane, he's already got three goals already in the Bundesliga. He's flying. Yeah, come on. Like, I mean, he done as sports. Yeah. And then you stick him in a stacked team yeah. with Tuchel in, in. Come on, we've just got a few minutes left. Um, Arsenal on the weekend predictions. I think we'd be lucky with a draw. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be one all. I I hope so. I think we'll defensively shore up against them. I really do. Um, I think there it might a bit of a worry at left back. Who you know, Dallo on on Saka. Um, might cause a bit of trouble but Arsenal I think have been quite underwhelming this, I, this I, I still think Arteta is trying to figure out how to fit some of these players yeah. into his thing like this he just six, haven't started with the same 60 million for yeah, last season 60 million for Havertz and he's trying to squeeze this guy into a squad some way when yeah. he's probably better off no yeah Havertz um, like like we said at Mount um, you know He's he's there for rotational purposes. Yeah, tell you Chelsea did well getting the money they they did for both of them players. for both of them players. Absolutely, they did. But I'm looking forward to Mason Mount coming back. Hopefully, things have kind of hopefully and hopefully and hopefully the coach does um you know use him the way we've we've suggested as yeah. a rotation player and not yeah. uh, not have him and Brown Obama forward. Either play him as a ten or play him on the right. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Try him on the right, you know. Okay, so last, before we go, we have a little Twitter thread that uh, David sent us, right? Oh, so, yeah. So this is, if you had to fight football crests, would you win? <laughs> right, right? <laughs> so you need to use your imagination a little bit, yeah. right? So in uh, last place is Fulham, because obviously it's just 
in FFC. FFC. Um, Nineteenth is uh, Everton because it's the castle. Don't know how you yeah. avoid that. Um, Eighteenth <laughs> is Forest. All you need to do is get a Stonewall penalty and they cry. <laughs> so that's easy. <laughs> um, or, or like I mean, it's a tree, so just an axe. Uh, Bournemouth. So uh, well, then I was that. Um, what is it? David Janola heading the ball or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, a person heading the ball. Ed- Edinson Cavani. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd win the fight against Edison Cavani now. No, 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 he's tough. Uh, Newcastle. Two seahorses. Easy win. Yeah. Sorry for the vegans, but they're just getting squashed. Ball, yeah. Yeah, 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 we just whipped out of the tank. <laughs> squashed. Uh, City is a ship. Sink that. Majorly. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Uh, Luton Town, a wasp. Oh no, wouldn't win against a wasp. What? Oh, they sting. A, a single wasp. Bro, one slipper. <laughs> Mate, wasps come near me, I get panicky. Nah. I, and I don't really want to fight them back, I just avoid them. Brent, Brentford's a bee. I'm afraid they'll come at me. Brentford's a bee. I fight two of them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bother. I'm a lover now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brighton is a seagull. Oh, they're getting. They're pretty big now. No, they're, they're getting big Man. now. In town, they're mad. Yeah, well, they are not. You know they are not called seagulls anymore. They are called gulls. Right? Do you know what the thing is, right? So if Brighton were from Dublin, I don't think I'd win because <laughs> Dublin seagulls are a whole different breed. <laughs> they're a whole different breed. Them things full on walk around with the chest puffed out. Ask you if you have any change. <laughs> like, like, yeah, come here, money. Give me that breakfast roll, you tick. Um, so if it's a Brighton seagull, smash the head off that. Uh, Spores obviously a chicken on a ball, easy. Yeah. Bang that in the oven for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> nice roast chicken. Palace, an eagle. No, not a, oh, chance. not a chance. Have you seen the size of eagles and those talents? Now eagles are huge. Getting absolutely mauled by that thing. Yeah. Mauled. Um, West Ham was a hammer. Like I mean, <laughs> it depends who's wielding the hammer, I guess. <laughs> um, Borney is a lion. Also, not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Unless you have Joe Exotic. Let me see the Burnley crest. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So you, always think of che- you always think of Chelsea, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Chelsea are obviously a line as well. Yeah. So both, both of them, that's just a no-go. Yeah. Uh, Wolves are obviously a wolf. No uh, Not a chance. No. I don't think they're super aggressive, but I w- like, I wouldn't want to be... That's your Liam Neeson. Yeah. Have you see that movie where he fights the wolves? Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a very good movie. What's it called? The Grey? Yeah, class. He like fights wolves for about two hours. So uh, Sheffield United is obviously a sword. So obviously again depends on who's wielding the sword. Uh, Arsenal obviously a gun or a cannon, so to speak. Yeah, you're not gonna. Um, so yeah, it depends how good the person's aim is, yeah. how quick you are. Uh, and then United are ranked number one because it is, of course, a red devil. The red devil. So I didn't see <coughs> unless it's the devil, the red devil in South Park, who is very sensitive and has feelings. Yeah, or or the devil out of um, what was that show on Cartoon Dave Network? <laughs> no, no, Cartoon Network. Remember it was it um, is a cow and chicken, and he's like a sexy devil. <laughs> Do you remember like the big shiny bum and all? Dave's gonna look it up and tell you now. You'd slap the head off him, you would. Didn't see Liverpool on that list. That's a lawyer board. Snap that thing's neck and a half. <laughs> Snap. Just says cow and chicken. I've never heard this TV show before. Cow and chicken. Cow that... and chicken, yeah. Cartoon Network. I have never heard of this. God, I'm old. <laughs> right, folks. 
That was episode five of The Annoyed Away. We will be back next week. Hopefully we are smiling or content after a win or a draw against Arsenal at the Emirates. It's going to be a tough game. But hopefully we're... Uh... <laughs> I'm looking at the picture. The <laughs> oh, <second>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, folks. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Make sure to rate the podcast. Send it to your mates, your grannies, your goldfishes, everybody in between. See you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Light app.